Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, good. The Pentagon just approved sending a thousand more troops to the Middle East. Mm. Yeah, that's what we want to do is get deeper involved in uh, things in the Middle East. And that's a good place uh, to, to get involved. Yeah. Really deeply. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If there's any place in the world you just want to continually uh, intervene militarily, I think it's the Middle East, right? Can you think of a better place for that? China, maybe? Russia? <laughs> maybe those two countries? Oh. Short of that, though, I think the Middle East is the place. That's the place. I mean, that's the premier yeah. place you want to get involved. If it you're really gonna is. Really, you know, get It's almost deep. like the military is summering in the Middle East. That's it, Because it's almost like a, a vacation. It's almost like a resort. Oh. U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, released new Im- images Monday showing the aftermath of mine attacks against two oil tankers, uh, including some images purporting to show Iranian forces moving an unexploded device from the hull of one of the vessels. Hours later, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan said he had approved a request from CENTCOM to send approximately 1,000 additional troops to the Middle East to address air, naval, and ground-based threats in the region. Hmm. Okay. Yep. The recent Iranian attacks validate the reliable, credible intelligence we've received on hostile behavior by Iranian forces and their proxy groups that threaten U.S. personnel and interests across the region. United States does not seek conflict with Iran. I mean, I guess if we're going to show the force there, but hopefully mm-hmm. not get involved yeah, at hopefully. this point. Um, Hopefully. Maybe it'll work. It's the last thing we need is yet another war. Isn't it? I, I mean, I I can't think of anything I'd less rather do than get into another war in the Middle East. Yeah. 888 Let me take a second and um, tell you about Riduzone. From Cheryl in Texas. She says, I listen to Pat every day. At the end of December, I started a keto diet. And chose to give Riduzone a chance to help me with that. Today, I'm 65 pounds lighter and so very grateful. We've heard from um, a lot of listeners, mm-hmm. and they all tell us the same thing. Riduzone actually works. And I've asked several of them, well, what, did, what exactly did it do for you? And they look at me like I'm crazy and <laughs> say, well, exactly what you said it does. There you go. <laughs> so it helps you stop eating. Eat less. And then it speeds up your metabolism, and you burn fat and lose weight. It's, it's great. It contains OEA, which is a molecule naturally, naturally present in your body. Um, but when that signal isn't strong enough that is naturally occurring in your body, you get the Riduzone to boost it. Um, Riduzone was developed to, send your stomach, uh, uh, to help your stomach send the signal to your brain that you feel full and you need to stop eating. Go to Riduzone, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Save 30% on a three-month supply at Riduzone.com. That's Riduzone.com. All right. Stephanie Grisham, the uh, press secretary and communications director for First Lady Melania Trump, is emerging now as one of the top contenders to replace outgoing White House press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So... Maybe it won't be one of the famous former Fox News women uh, that they keep throwing out there. <laughs> That's true. I mean, just about everybody at Fox News has been mentioned to take over. And it's probably going to be none of them. Uh, Grisham joined the Trump campaign during its initial days in 2015 and has remained steadfastly lo- loyal 
to the Trump family ever since and has now risen to become one of the most powerful White House staffers. She was recently described as Melania Trump's enforcer. Oh, well, that might be kind of fun then. Mm -hmm. One White House source told the Daily Wire that Grisham has proven herself to be a stone-cold killer who is a risk-free a risk-free move for the administration in the run-up to perhaps the most important election in American history. Fit in perfectly, then. Yes, she will. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You gotta be, you gotta be tough when you're in the Trump administration because it's not easy. You know, um, President Trump was was interviewed for 30 hours by George Stephanopoulos, and so Stephanopoulos was in the Oval Office with him. And Trump is telling a story here. And somebody does something the president... Egregious, right? Does, yeah, something egregious <laughs> that he doesn't like. Uh, take a look at this. At some point, I hope they get it because it's, it's a fantastic financial statement. It's a fantastic financial statement. And uh, let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah, okay. I don't like that, you know? If you're going to cough, please leave the room. I'll come over here. You just can't. Just to change the shot. Sorry, Mr. Trump. Okay, you want to do that a little differently then? Yeah, we just changed the angle. So at some point, so at some point, I look forward to, frankly, I'd like to have people see my financial statement. He's so mad. Yeah, he's really pissed. Wow. You can tell that did not. I mean, the guy coughed. Wow. People cough. Yeah. It happens, man. <laughs> it didn't ruin anything. It was just in the background. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> and I just, just get out. Get out. Just get out. <laughs> and then he's just shaking his head, looking down like. Yeah, he's just so disgusted. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Get out. <laughs> So good. Uh. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it must be tough being in that administration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure it's not It's not all uh, sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> um, but yesterday, he Excuse vowed me. to deport... Would you just... Sorry, I had to... Can we do that over? I had to cough, we, man! We do that over. It happens! Just, just get out. It's a cough, really? Just get out. I have to get out? Get out. Okay. <sighs> Sorry about that. <sighs> Do you have to walk in front of my camera? You just walked around. <laughs> the president said uh, yesterday that U.S. authorities would begin removing millions of immigrants who are in the United States illegally. Uh, next week, ICE will begin the process of removing the millions of illegals who have illicitly found their way into the United States, Trump tweeted. Uh, they will be removed. As fast as they come in, he didn't cite any specifics. There's an estimated uh, 12 million illegals in the United States, mainly from Mexico and Central America. 12 million. They've been using that figure for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. 12 million. We get like 500,000 to 2 million a year. And they're still citing the figure 12 million. It's easily 20 million people here illegally. And it might be 30 million. Under a deal reached earlier this month, uh, Mexico agreed to take Central American immigrants seeking asylum in the U.S. till their cases are heard in the U.S. courts. So I don't I don't know how they're planning to deport people, but they're 
that's interesting that he's made this vow that millions will be deported. I don't know if that's happened since, I don't know, the 60s? Eisenhower. Yeah. 50s. A long time ago. A long time ago. Interesting. So we'll see if that happens. Hmm. Will it actually occur? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's find out. You know, we always hear, well, you, you can't deport 11 million people. You, there's no way to deport. <laughs> Stop it. Of course you could. Of course we could. It's the United States of America. We're, con- we're continually being told it's the, it's the richest, most powerful country in the history of the world. And we can't deport some people here illegally. Of course we could. <laughs> well, they, yes, we could. They, they can find you if you don't pay your taxes. Right. I'm sure they can right. find you if you're here illegally. They can absolutely find you and they can deport you. Now, it's not going to happen all at once. It would take some time. But you could do it. I've maintained that the whole time. Of course you could. Why not? Uh, but we're not going to, I'm sure, not going to deport all 12 million of them or 20 million or 30 million, however many are here. But you make a good, you make a good start. You put a dent in the problem. Mm-hmm. Also, we might be cutting off aid now to Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador over this situation. Uh, State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortegas made the announcement yesterday, said, as you know, in March, the president concluded these countries have not effectively prevented illegal immigrants from coming to the United States. At the secretary's instruction, we continue to implement the president's direction regarding foreign assistance for El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. We completed a review and previous awarded grants and contracts will continue with current funding. Uh, but their priorities uh, may change. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, right now, there's just said it's continuing at the current at the current pace. So we haven't done it yet, but we're again threatening to cut off aid. <laughs> Make it so, man. I was just looking through the article to see if they had the exact numbers of what we provide in aid to them every year, and it oh, we looked it doesn't that say. Uh, but I think it's something like three. Is it three hundred million to Honduras? Yeah, it was in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah I think one one of those countries was about three hundred million. Another one was five hundred million. Uh, something like that. I'm gonna have to find this out. But um, don't say that if you if you don't help out down there and the conditions are so deplorable that they're gonna come here. Uh, they're already coming here. Yeah. Let's see. Roughly two hundred million to Honduras. I see. 200 to Honduras. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then <clears throat> Guatemala and El Salvador. Are they less than that? And we'll check it out. Yeah. Um, according to a top analyst on this immigration situation, uh, there are 144,000 people in May alone uh, came across the border. 1,728,000 over the last 12 months. 1.7 million. Wow, is that unsustainable. Holy cow. So, yeah, eventually we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to take some action and put a stop to this. I, I think even the Democrats are agreeing now that this is, it's, it's hit crisis level. And it's time to do something about it. It's long past time, as a matter of fact. I'm sure you can't read that chicken scratch, but there are all the numbers. 181 million to Honduras. Mm-hmm. Uh, 257. 257 million to Guatemala. 
and 118. 118 million to El Salvador. Okay. That's quite a chunk. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll yeah. bet they rely on that. So yeah. um, maybe they should help us out here All on told, this immigration yeah, situation. Between uh, 500 and 600 million. Of your tax dollars ah, going down there. Drop in the bucket. Yeah, just let them come here. Cut out the middleman. Let's just have them here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> a drop in the bucket. <laughs> Terrible. It is. It is. Oh, by the way, our friend Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> you remember her? She was the head of Spokane's yeah. NAACP. She was a white chick that uh, yeah. put on blackface every day as part of her life. Well, she identified as a black person. Oh, I'm sorry. So I it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Uh... <laughs> She did do her hair differently. Uh, she also um, now did she do something to her skin, or did she was she just really tan? I don't yeah, know. It seems like she might have even done something to herself. I don't know, but um, so not only does she identify as black, she now has made it known that she's also bisexual. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, just in time for Pride Month. Okay, she wanted everybody to know. Hey, by the way, I haven't gotten a lot of attention lately. <laughs> I'm also gay. I mean, bye. I'm bisexual. I'm whatever you want me to be. <laughs> like, literally. I'm whatever the hip new thing is. <laughs> if the hip new thing is black, that's what I'm identifying as. <laughs> if the hip new thing is bisexual or trans, that's what I am. Wow. She said, somebody needs attention. Yeah, oh, man. It's uh, crazy. Just wanted to take a moment to recognize Pride Month, she wrote on Twitter. I'm in absolutely no rush to explore a new relationship, but it still matters to stay visible. What? I am bisexual. <laughs> what a weird note. She said that? Yeah. Wow. What yeah, it still matter, matters to stay visible. Uh, wow. Not for us, it doesn't, dear. Okay. Go away. I am bisexual. Well, good for you. Dolezal's post included additional commentary saying uh, my first kiss was with a girl when I was 18 mm-hmm. and that just because she was briefly married to a man and had children by male partners does not mean I am not bi. Okay. <laughs> okay. Does anybody care? Just because I'm bi doesn't mean I'm confused. Who, who said it did? Just because I'm bi doesn't mean I'm almost gay. Just because I'm bi doesn't mean I'm any less monogamous or into threesomes. (laughs) I've always been attracted to a certain vibe, and the body parts present, uh, the body parts present mean less to me than the heart, soul, compatibility, and chemistry. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that, Rachel. She also wrote she's been single and celibate for four years and has no plans to change that anytime I, soon. Not that... Never mind. Her life is too <laughs> stressful and complicated. Yeah, you, you don't think people are pounding down the door? Rachel, are you in please, there? Please, please. Are you that white chick that acts black that is bi? <laughs> I know you're in there. Honey, it's not happening. Oh, man. man. Really something. She's just starved for attention. Sad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, new studies have shown not just a correlation between growing rates of obesity in processed foods, but uh, but also overeating in processed food. So it's the bottom line is it's just not good for you. That's why you need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, and that's why I recommend you start taking Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real. 
USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Boosts your immunity using antioxidants, pro and uh, prebiotics. And it's real food. It's not a supplement. It's not extracted from anything. It's not some sort of lab powder created by scientists. Go to BrickHousePat.com and get 15% off your first order. When you use the offer code PAT, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh vegetables every night. They're just, they're nasty. So (laughs) let's not pretend. Let's just. Let's not be Rachel Dolezal's here, (laughs) okay? It's not happening. I identify as a vegetable eater. That doesn't mean you are one, though. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. So uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Ah, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, whenever there's anything out of the ordinary from anybody on the left, and it just, I mean, that it's not nasty and uh, and just attacking anybody on the right, I, I feel like it's it's almost our obligation to play it. <laughs> yes, that's why. Sad but true, man. I, and whether it's you know Bill Maher. Or whoever, every once in a while, Chris Cuomo will make a weird statement. And you're like, wait, what? Wait, did you just say something? <laughs> Rewind that. That made sense? <laughs> uh, Chris Matthews from MSNBC. Every once, I don't know, like every five years or so, yep. he says something that surprises you. Uh, and so we wanted to make you feel good for... Thirty seconds to a minute or so. Okay. Uh, here's what he had to say about pro-lifers: Is that there are some in the Democratic field who tend to disdain anyone who voted for Donald Trump, instead of realizing that if you look around, a, a, a substantial percentage of people who voted for Donald Trump, guess where they live? They live next door to you. They live down the street from yeah. you. And my they brothers. Felt, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> my, I know my that. My brothers. I got three brothers. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> but, but that's the interesting aspect that I'm going to be looking for tonight in a dialogue with these people in terms of, you know, listen, we've been left behind. We've been neglected. Nobody's spoken to us. And that's why I voted for Trump, because he, he, he articulated the resentments that I feel toward the establishment class. I'm going to be interested in hearing from them tonight. Well, Joe, I mean, Mike, that's exactly what I think. I think they, they knew there's a great party going on among the liberal elite with all the, their Hollywood buddies, and they weren't invited. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to go to a party if they haven't been invited. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can be happy about it. If there's a great right. party going on, they weren't invited to it. And that's the attitude <laughs> people have. They've been looked down. And a friend of mine once said, people don't like, he talked to us about relationships with men and women. He said, people don't uh, mind being used, but they mind being discarded. Yeah, and uh, the Democrats have a lot of people out there who feel discarded by them. Right. And they're not too happy about it. Well, Chris, last week, MSNBC... And by the way, don't look at... Uh, people look down their nose. It's one thing to disagree mm-hmm. about abortion rights. We all have our own personal views and nuances, by the way. A lot of nuances on that fight. Mm-hmm. And, but don't make fun of the other side. Don't make fun huh. of the pro-life people. Don't think they're lowbrows because they're not as sophisticated as you are. I think there's a huh. lot of that attitude that just creeps into the vote. Oh, not only disagree with me, they look down on me for caring about life. Oh, I get it. I'm not one of them. I know that. And that's the attitude. Oh, hmm. Trump played the, the, the life vote brilliantly in Pennsylvania last time. He'll probably do it again. Uh, you got to be careful about who, whose feelings you are definitely hurting. I mean, that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Why doesn't that apply, by the way, to everything on which we disagree? <laughs> <laughs> 
It only when it applies to stuff that Chris Matthews <laughs> takes to heart. I guess so. I guess. But, you know, you shouldn't be... Democrats shouldn't be looking down their nose at Republicans or Trump supporters on any issue. We just happen to disagree with you. On climate change, for instance, I don't believe it's catastrophic and I don't believe it's all man-caused. Is that so terrible? Am I such a moron? No, you are. For, for pointing out that cat catastrophe is taking place when we all know that the climate goes in cycles. And it always has and it always will. Uh, but that that was a nice moment from Chris Matthews. Mm-hmm. And thank you for it, Chris. Just to give uh, credit where credit is due, it's... Uh, it's nice to I'm realize sure. that the other side are humans, too. I'm sure he'll be back to hating us. Oh, he will. Yes. He uh, will. Later today, actually. Yes, on probably. MSNBC. I, I have very little doubt that that will be the case. But at least you had a nice moment there <laughs> to say, oh, wow. How about that? Thank you. Yes. I know. Why would you hate me? Because I believe a baby <laughs> is worth living you think that say that out loud again i mean of all the things to hate me for, i know i know you think a baby is, is a worth human being, being born what <laughs> get out what an idiot get out what a maroon <laughs> <laughs> babies get out of my face next thing you know i'll be coughing i can't even cook their own dinners <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but if you're li- if you're to listen to Kirsten Gillibrand, I oh, mean, no. Oh, no. she is oh, no. as nasty as you can be. I think on this issue, you're right. Uh, and it's interesting because she's talking about precedent here. Well, let's play it, and then and then we'll discuss uh, Kirsten Gillibrand on abortion. We believe in settled precedent in this country, and we have settled precedent to uh mm-hmm. make sure we value uh, yeah, everyone sure. oh. you know it's we believe <laughs> i do you have a mouse in your pocket what are you talking about we believe in settled i believe in the constitution and i think most people in this country believe in the constitution not settled precedent mm. settled precedent means nothing is it constitutional that should be the only question that supreme court justices consider is it constitutional not is it settled precedent uh at one time jim crow was settled precedent Mm -hmm. did you like that it's just asinine Uh, and we don't discriminate based on race uh gender and um religious backgrounds uh if you were a judge Uh who wants to be a justice and you believed that you should up um, up end or up end. reverse or reverse 40 years of precedent uh-huh. on seeing <clears throat> racism as as against the constitution um Ooh. if you uh, don't Nobody's support recent that. precedent that lgbt equality is important that marriage equality is mm-hmm. a human right um if you look at roe v mm-hmm. wade and say i don't believe that women have a constitutional right to privacy you are upending mm-hmm. settled precedent and more than that more you're than upending that. the the... the social compact we have as oh. a country that we mm-hmm. have long long past decided as a country that we don't believe you, you in sexism that. racism uh-huh. homophobia over the okay. last several decades right. um and um, I just believe that this is settled precedent. It, we yeah, believe it, in settled precedent. Yeah, I know you do. I know. I got it. Thank you. Settled precedent. You're all about precedent. Not once does she mention the U.S. Constitution. Not once. In that rambling uh, 
stark raving maniacal bunch of BS. It's all about precedent. And it's if if it was precedent in wh- in which uh, conservatives won the day, she, she wouldn't be fighting for settled precedent. She'd be she'd be trying to overturn unjust laws. They they were there's no way they would say it's settled. They don't call they don't call a uh, gun law settled. Well, that that should be settled precedent. <laughs> in fact, that is constitutional. It is codified in the U.S. Constitution, and that's not even settled to them. But if it's anything with which they disagree, mm. I'm sorry, that's that's settled and and uh, absolutely not. Essentially, any anything that she disagrees with, uh, a judge cannot believe. It's amazing. That's really amazing. I don't think it's legitimate uh, to mm. appoint a judge who doesn't believe in women's equality. I don't because uh-huh. it's settled precedent. You Again, can have whatever religious precedent. view, which is the whole point oh, of our I constitutional thank, thank democracy. You. We believe in the separation of church and state. We believe in freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. We believe in freedom of speech. And so you right. have those freedoms to have the, your perspective on, oh. on, on how you see the world, thank whether you. it's women's rights or uh-huh. gay rights yeah. uh, or, or uh, issues of, of race and mm-hmm. All of that, you you have you are entitled to your views and oh, your beliefs. That's big of you, <laughs> but when we talk about settled precedent right. and we talk about settled, law of the land, right? If your goal is mm-hmm. to upend, upend forty years your of precedent opinions. that women mm-hmm. have relied on a right to privacy for forty years, you don't have a right to privacy. <laughs> Sorry, there's no such thing as a right to privacy in the Constitution. In some cases, sadly, but but there's there's no right to privacy there. Mm. Show me the right to privacy clause in the Constitution. Fourth Amendment. Tell me what part of the Fourth Amendment is a right to privacy. Uh, well, I, secure in your in your, your uh, persons in your papers, persons. Unless you have a warrant. Yeah. So does that include a uh, baby? Well, I mean, is are there, you being secure in your person? Is there a crime being the, committed that we need to get the baby out of there? <laughs> then no. <laughs> It's amazing how it gets twisted, though. It gets twisted and manipulated and annihilated eventually because uh, there's nothing in the Constitution that protects uh, the ability to kill a child in the womb. I mean, that's preposterous to think. So one of the things that that the left is constantly trying to change are gun laws, right? Yep. Something that's been settled by the Second Amendment for 200 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And but Kirsten Gillibrand is is expressing remorse. You know, this is just recently that um, you know she didn't do the right thing on guns. You know, she's like, I was wrong. Blah blah blah. I'm sorry. Right. You you made up your mind on that. You can't be changing on that now. That was settled precedent in your mind. What are you pro? What are you doing here? <laughs> she's going to be far more thoughtful on all issues, regardless of whether it's an issue for my state or district. Oh, now you want to be the president and you think you can play? That is interesting because she, she used to be conservative mm-hmm. on many issues. Yeah. And so that was all settled. Yep. And then she unsettled it so all. So she can change her mind. Yes. I can't, but the Supreme but a, Court cannot. But no, but a judge a judge cannot. <laughs> this Wow, boy. Yeah, it's it's mind-numbing. It really is mind-numbing. Uh do we have the uh um do we have the Clarence Thomas? Yeah, it's a quote. It's written quote. out. Yeah. Where is it? Um because he he was talking about uh, this very subject, settled precedent, and people are going out of their minds over it because they're just assuming that he's talking about abortion here, and he's not. He's not. Now, he might be alluding to the fact that he also believes that that could be overturned, and it could. 
Uh, but we'll get to what Clarence Thomas had to say about all this settled precedent and settled law coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. In the meantime, uh, let me tell you about the big uh, cruise that you can go on with Glenn and Bill O'Reilly and Stu, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin for 14 days. A 14-day ad- adventure next spring um, in the eastern Mediterranean where I think the first stop is Venice, Italy. So nice. And as we're climbing on board, you and I, it's going to be like, hey, yeah, party, hey, Christian. guess who's here? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you, you'll be like, hey, it's me, it's Keith, and oh, hold on, and Jeffy, and we're going to get on that boat. They'll be like, no, Jeffy's like, not getting on this. Oh, yes, I'm yes. afraid it'll tip over and uh, capsize. <laughs> Whatever, we're yeah. crashing this party. Uh, anyway, you could do all these all these great cities. Explore Venice, uh, tour Athens, um, walk where Jesus did in Jerusalem. Bring your kids, bring your grandkids, share this incredible experience with them. Cruise the Mediterranean with us. Visit ComeSailAway.com to learn all the details. Find out the different packages that are available. It's ComeSailAway.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Triple A, 933 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Where you, my nerve herder, tweets, you can't deport 11 million people. Best response, really? Well, let's try it anyway. Find out how many we can deport. Let's give it a shot. I love that. <laughs> what if it's only 10.9 million? Then you failed, right? You fa- but I'm going to say, okay, we gave it a good college try. <laughs> 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 You're right. We didn't get 11 million. We didn't. You win. Ah, dang it. <laughs> We only got 10.9 million. Ah! So frustrating <laughs> and incomplete. Smallmouth Bass Kurt tweets, I'm not a never Trumper, but he needs to start coming through on some of his immigration rhetoric soon. Put up or shut up, Mr. President. You know, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm not a never Trumper either. I thought I was at one point, quite honestly. And if you've been listening for years, you know that. Uh, but he is, he's been a pleasant surprise. For most of it, but you know he's he's not perfect. Nobody is. He's been a surprisingly good president. I think I agree, and I would say the bigger disappointment, which is um, always the case, is the Republican Congress because yes. for two years, yeah, right, they could have built. We could, could have built this wall. got some things done. We could have gotten the wall done, <laughs> and we didn't do it. We could have gotten rid of Obamacare, and they didn't do it. Instead of talking about this uh, Medicare for all thing, this universal health care, we, we could have gotten a we could have already instituted a health care system that worked and we didn't do it. And but again, that wasn't Trump's fault. Uh, the wall. Yeah, I mean, both he and the Republican Congress bear the uh, burden. Yes. Of not getting that done. And if it was such a pressing issue, which is what got him elected. Can we agree? That uh, at mm-hmm. least, at least in part, large part, um, he should have used his political capital very early, right out of the gate, and yes, and, you know, just pushed yeah. for that immediately. Yes, that's how you get things done. Instead, uh, if, Instead my nope. memory, if my memory serves, it really didn't become an issue until <clears throat> after they lost the house. Yeah, and here we are. Uh, there's a poll I was going to talk about uh, later on, but it kind of fits here. Um, I think it was a poll of Texans, and yes, it was. 
said that they would not vote. F- they're, they're almost certainly not voting for Trump. And this goes back to your registered, not likely. Okay, this is registered voters? Yeah. Yeah, among, Texan, among the registered voters, 39% said they would definitely vote for, to re-elect Trump, while 43% in Texas said that they would definitely not vote for him. Another 11% said they would probably vote for him. 7% said probably not. Now, if I was answering that poll, and I, I didn't, they didn't call me, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure where I'd be in that. I think I'd, I think I'd be probably, because it can't be one of these Democrats. It can't be. We can't take a chance. <laughs> I mean, this is worse than Hillary Clinton. If you ask me, I, isn't that is amazing? Worse. This is worse that than Hillary Clinton. Uh huh. Hillary Clinton is like, she's like Mrs. Moderation compared to these Democrats now. That we've gone so far left from 2016 that you can't even see 2016 from here. Yeah. So, I I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I do have issues with him, but. On the other hand, he's done a pretty good job. <laughs> On the other hand, you've got many, many more issues <clears throat> with, with the his rivals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, issues to the point where I think the country's over if one of them gets elected. I, you can't take that chance, right? It's troubling times. Yeah, it is. And as we get closer, you know, through prayer, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, got some tweets after the show yesterday. From the mean tweets of Helena. Oh yeah, we were talking about Jim Acosta and stopping people stopping him on the streets for selfies and stuff. Oh, that was great. So he's so egotistical. <laughs> he's got this new book out and talks about how great he is, and people are <laughs> people love him so much. And uh, it's worth the sacrifice, Pat. So this tweet from Mean Tweets of Helena: the people who go up to Jim Acosta for selfies are the same people who go up to Chris Christie for hugs. They don't exist. Except in Jim Acosta's mind uh-huh. and Chris Christie's mind. <laughs> people people ask me for hugs all the time. Uh, they ask me for hugs. Remember that from Chris Christie? Uh-huh. So, you don't get it, do you? <laughs> you just don't get it. You're too stupid. You don't understand how great I am. People need my hugs. Uh, Nicole's obfuscated verbiage <laughs> tweets. Uh yeah, like she responded, like the ones that clap for Jeb, they don't exist. Oh, like, okay. She was <laughs> responding to the yeah. previous tweet. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh, this from Adam Newell. Oh, this is fun. Thought y'all would get a kick out of this. Aww. It's uh, it's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. And Native American garb. When and it says... When you're part Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's adorable. Yeah, see, that's, that's that clever, right? That's clever. Stuff. Uh, from putting on the Ritz, <clears throat> putting on a Ritz. Or Putin. Or Putin on a Ritz. Mm-hmm. I always say Putin yeah. for some if reason. If you can see the avatar, Putin. which you can on your screen. Uh, I can't It's, it's this, uh, no. Vladimir Putin riding a giant Ritz cracker. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's they, funny. They, they superimpose themselves. So it's Putin the, on a Ritz. There you go. That's just so, that's clever. I love it. After Rachel Dolezal's announcement, uh, you know Sean King is yelling at the TV wishing he had thought of that announcement to make himself relevant again, too. <laughs> Another white Why person. Why didn't I come out as gay? Yeah. Ah, black and gay. Yeah. Black is so ah. passe. <laughs> <laughs> From Get Off My Lawn, Rachel Dolezal, Pumpkin, you're way beyond confused. 
Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's sad. It is. It's sad. There it's, would have been a time when people would be concerned for her mental health. Uh-huh. But, of course, uh, you now. can't be now because she's solidly black and bi. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's go. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Here. Instead, that's what we have to say to her. Good. That's wonderful that you've discovered who you really are. Deep, deep, deep down inside. Good. Good. She is. Oof. A mess. It's it's sad. Uh, Derek Thomas tweets, no one pays taxes. You hand it over or else. (laughs) Here you go. Well said. (laughs) Uh, Politics tweets, we need to draft Candace Owens, the next White House press secretary. Imagine that. Beautiful, ballsy, black, female firecracker. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's great. She is great. Although uh, she just tweeted... If I were president, the punishment for burning the U.S. flag would be the renunciation of citizenship. Right. No jail time, no fine, simply one year to liquidate your assets and get the hell out of our country. (laughs) In exchange, we'd extend citizenship to a hardworking legal immigrant. Now, I I mean, nobody likes the flag to be burned. Correct. But... You have to say, don't you, that that is a First Amendment right? It's a First Amendment. It's a it's a <clears throat> property right issue. You got to say that. Uh, seriously, like, where do you draw the line on this? And it kills me. Trump's on board with it, of course. But uh, I'm sorry, I, I will never get on board with a flag burning amendment. No, that was Orrin Hatch's thing too. I'll never forget when we were. I don't know. We were at some event, and he was there giving speeches, and it, we were backstage with him. Uh, sitting at a table and we're asking him about some of his questionable decisions and he changes the subject completely too. You know what I'm doing guys? Fellas, I, I'm uh, I'm working on this uh, flag burning amendment. We're like, oh jeez. Oh good gosh. Oh man. <laughs> See, this is why. You just no. don't get it. Uh-uh. Just don't get it. This is why you need to go home. Just I, go home. I'm, I'm not going to support an amendment that tells me something I can't do. It was just like, it mm-hmm. was like prohibition. I'm sorry. And what did they do? They rescinded that one. Yep. But uh, honestly, you set a precedent for, for banning the ability to exercise your free speech mm-hmm. or over something that you own. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, dangerous road. What's next? Oh, you can't deface a picture of a bald eagle. Really? Is that what we're doing? Okay. Or a picture of the president. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, who knows? Who knows what's next? That's we, we don't want to find out. And so that's why you don't start down this road. It's a really dangerous road. No. And again, I don't think you should yeah, burn exactly. the flag. Obviously, none of us want that. That's what makes America, America. Uh-huh. You have the right to do that if you want to. Yes. Mm. Now, I have the right to punch you in the face, too. No, Although see, I'll pay no. a penalty for that. Well, yeah, but that's uh, not... I have the right to go to jail for assault after doing that. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to do that. No, I don't want to do that either. Okay. I wouldn't be oh, smart. That's a lie. If I were between you and a steak, you'd totally be doing oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd run you over with a dump truck to but get I, to the steak. But I know better. <laughs> I know I know where to position myself in the room. Meanwhile, but yeah, the president supports the flag-burning amendment. Uh, I guess he... On Friday, Steve Representative Steve Womack and Steve Daines introduced a constitutional amendment to give Congress the authority to prohibit burning the American flag. This is just stupid. And, and not only That's is it stupid. Un-American. And not only is it un-American, it's a waste of time. Yeah. The world is on fire. <clears throat> no pun intended. Let's not do a flag-burning amendment. The, the amendment would read, the Congress shall have 
power to prohibit the physical desecration of the flag of the United States. What is this? Russia? Right. In the words of uh, what's his face? Larry the Cable Larry the Cable Guy. guy. What is this? Russia? <laughs> I mean, this is... Yes, Larry, it's starting to become Russia. I would be embarrassed to be on, on this oh, congressman's too. staff to have to me type too. this up. Oh, You sure you want to release this press release, uh, congressman? Yeah, this is what American people are clamoring for. Right. Oh, take away their rights. <laughs> Stop. Let's keep in mind that the flag is not the United States. It's just a symbol. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol. And we can't get carried away with the symbol. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Got some important news of possibly the worst data breach in U.S. history. And homeowners, you really should take note of this. One of the largest real estate title companies suffered a breach of nearly 900 million homeowners files. A- how do they have 900 million titles? That's a lot of business for these people. Wow. Jeez. Have they done 900 million mortgages? Wow. Mm. Anyway, now that they lost 900 million files, <laughs> uh, it could be that a thief, an identity thief, has your information. And what they do with that is forge your home's title so it appears you sold the home to them. Then they get an, a loan online using your equity, and they stick you with the payments. And there's, you know, LifeLock doesn't help you with this. It's great for other forms of ID theft, not this. Now, the first 30 days after a breach like this are crucial. So at Home Title Lock, they're giving you 30 days of protection for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get 30 days free title and mortgage fraud protection. They'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title to keep thieves away. No obligation here, just great service. Register your address now to verify you're not already a victim and get 30 days of free protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Oh, I was uh, telling you about Clarence Thomas when we were talking about, um, uh, about precedent. Now, nobody's better on that than Clarence Thomas. Why? Because Clarence Thomas knows what he's supposed to be doing at the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> he's supposed to protect and defend the U.S. Constitution. And that's what he does. And it pisses people off, but he doesn't care. Not one iota. So anyway, in uh, a concurring opinion in a Supreme Court case announced yesterday, uh, Justice Thomas issued a lengthy call for his colleagues to overturn, quote, demonstrably erroneous decisions, unquote, even if they've been upheld for decades. Prompting, of course, people like Kirsten Gillibrand to go nuts. (laughs) What about precedent? We're Roe v. Wade. I told you. I told you. This uh, conservative Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade. He wasn't even talking about Roe v. Wade. <laughs> wow. Me thinks you doth protest too much. Um, they are <laughs> they are scared out of their minds. And I, 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 sadly, I don't think they need to be. I wish they did. Uh, but his blunt opinion came in Gamble versus the United States, a case concerning the so-called double jeopardy doctrine which generally prohibits an individual from being charged twice for the same crime. And what they do yesterday in a 6-3 to three decision? He said it was okay. You can be charged for uh, a state crime and the same crime as a federal crime. They just ruled that that is constitutional. How is that not double jeopardy? Well, because according to the justices who uh, voted in favor of it, 
there's two separate sovereignties there. There's the state sovereignty and the federal sovereignty. And they're two separate cases then. Am I a geek for thinking that's that fascinating? It is. It is. It's a tough one. That is tough. It's a hard one. Hmm. So um, there. So Clarence Thomas spoke out about, you know, we don't need to follow the precedent of bad court decisions. If, if there's a precedent, so what? If it's wrong, it's wrong. Let's change it. Let's change it. We did that with Jim Crow. Let's do it with everything else that's wrong. And so they're apoplectic now. Oh, that's a Roe v. Wade! Which is not, again, what he's talking about. But it could be applied to that for sure. Because you're not defending precedent if you're a Supreme Court justice. You're defending the Constitution. I don't care what the last court ruled. Who cares? So what? The, the Supreme Court has made plenty of bad rulings. Plenty. And you can't tell me that's settled. It's not. It's never completely settled. Or else we'd never, we wouldn't have a court system. Right. Or we wouldn't have an amendment right. process. Exactly. Ridiculous argument. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, 888-900-3393. Oh, geez, we've got so many of these. Uh, <laughs> I see the story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on, on Father's Day the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, who is it that wished Nero. happy Father's Day to all the pro-choice dads out there? Yeah, Nayral. Nayral, the most radical abortion group on the face of the planet, potentially. They wished a happy Father's Day to all the pro-choice dads out there. By the way, the pro-choice dads are the ones who are not becoming fathers, <laughs> you morons. <laughs> I, is that bizarre? The National Abortion Rights Action League. I wonder where they play their games, though. Hmm. (laughs) What a dumb name. I'd like to get them out on the football field. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Oh, boy. Self-awareness much? Not really, no. Almost not at all. Nayral wishing happy Father's Day. That's crazy. And then then you see this poor guy. We we mentioned this yesterday, but we didn't have the video at the time. This uh, poor father whose girlfriend was inside an abortion clinic and he's outside begging her not to do it. This is hard to listen to. Uh, listen to this just in Philadelphia outside an abortion clinic. Oh, man. That's mm, heart wrenching. Just yeah. sobbing. Begging her not to do it. Yeah, and then some people in the parking lot tried to console him. And um, here's what happened there. It is a I'm such a good dad. I know, honey. I took care of her kids too, and the guy that she's left back in her life doesn't even take care of his own mm. kids. Yeah, he raised No matter what happens, Tyler, you've done the right thing, man. That's really hard. A lot of people affected by that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's you know what, a clump of tissue. Not to him. Not to him. And, the, you know, there's a, there's a guy who's trying to accept responsibility for his actions. He obviously got a girl pregnant, and he wants, he wants the responsibility of being a father. Wow, that's, that's heart, heartbreaking. But <clears throat> that shows you where we are, though. It, I mean, just the cold, calculating nature of the other side of this argument, where... They, 
They just don't even consider it life. That's not a human being in there. It's just a clump of tissue. That's just a pregnancy that's growing, not a baby that's growing. Which is how, who was it last week that put it that way? It was yeah, it was growing um, pregnancy. It was someone at Planned Parenthood. And, and it was like oh. a uh, frontline special. Right. And she kept saying, right. uh, we'll terminate the... the we'll stop the pregnancy stop from the growing. Stop the pregnancy from growing. Yeah. I mean, they can change wow. the verbiage and the language all they want. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't change, change reality. Yeah. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And don't forget, you can sign up to watch the show and everything on The Blaze by going to blazetv.com slash pat. Get a great discount right now. BlazeTV.com slash Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We'll get to some of your tweets coming up here in a second. Also, we've got uh, uh, we have our climate change expert coming oh, up yeah. in about forty five minutes. Uh, he's really good. Wrote the book Inconvenient Facts. Greg Wrightstone. He's really good. And of course, we're going to lose a million more species in the oh. next I don't know few minutes or whatever. Oh, the next few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Is it so, too late? Probably, oh. yeah. Well, then but, forget it. Who cares? Let them die. <laughs> Can't do but, anything about uh, it. No, I mean, I mean, wait. No, oh. it's not too late. We have about five minutes to save them. Sadly, we're not talking to Greg until 45 <laughs> minutes from now. So, and they're gone. Dang it. Oh, if only we could save them. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Ah, darn it! You can't save the world, Pat. But what if we tried? What? Nah, never mind. All right. How about you think globally and act locally? I'll be out in the parking lot if you need me looking for a little fire ants or something. Okay. (laughs) When was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned so you could hear all of this so clearly? Wouldn't miss a single word. If your ears itch or you have, they're painful sometimes, you're always asking people, what? Then you need Wax RX. Clean those out. And then if you still can't hear, maybe maybe it's time for a hearing aid or something. But <laughs> but this could be the answer and, and a great solution. And then once your ears are cleaned out, then there's a pH-conditioned formula that soothes your ears as well. It's a great system. Developed by doctors, just costs a lot less than going to their office and doing it there. Try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio at checkout, and they'll throw in free shipping. It's a real solution. For stubborn earwax buildup, use waxrx.com, offer code radio. Uh, The Steve42 tweets, Gillibrand keeps saying we, but she's running about 0.0% in the polls. Who is she talking about? (laughs) She and her husband, I think. Uh, I think maybe her husband supports her, but I I think he's like wavering right now. (laughs) Uh, From Bob Blah Blah. Love the Blah Blah Blah. If the word Gillibrand isn't a synonym for a box of rocks... It should be. <laughs> uh, duct-taped cranium. If I have a right to privacy, why do I have to report every penny I've made every April 15th? Pretty good question. Yeah, pretty good question. Uh, that's because 16 is larger <laughs> than 4 when it comes to amendments, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a, there's a, an amendment that needs to be overturned. Yeah. The 16th. Yeah, it's bye-bye to that. Uh 
terrible. Country's gone downhill since then. Ever so slowly, but yet that that was that was one of the main problems right there. Yeah, income was, tax. Was the income tax. Uh, yep. It's uh, it's in my opinion, it's inherently immoral to tax someone's ability to make income. To Guess who it, else thought income. that? Um, the founding fathers. Yeah. So we held that off for what yeah. hundred years? 150, Long time. Hundred fifty years. They they instituted Civil a brief mm-hmm. income tax during the Civil War, and then amazingly ended it. A tax with a sunset? <laughs> That's incredible. That's impossible. Right. Talk about uh, it an endangered now, species. It wasn't then because they still, I think they were so they were still close enough to the Constitution where they respected it. And now, not so much. <laughs> no. Not not so much. No. Plus, we've had the ever encroaching creep and crawl of progressivism, which is the same as communism. It's just slower. It's uh, it's oh. communists that are patient. That's what progressivism it, yeah, is. Yeah, it's like a, a, a communist getting a ride on the back of a tortoise. Right. Progressivism. Uh huh. That's that down. exactly what it is. <laughs> OJ has been in the news quite a bit lately. Um, he got out of prison. What was that? Six months ago? A year ago? Something like no, that? No, no. Remember, he got out of prison. Uh, when was that? The day before the uh, Las Vegas shooting, which was on October first, right? Yeah. Of twenty yeah. what? Oh, so was that seventeen? Has it been that long already? Right. So wow. So we're about a year and a half removed wow. of OJ being free. Okay. It looks like he's doing pretty nicely. Um. I saw a photo of him with a home in the background. I assumed it was his. He was standing in a yard with a fence around it and this beautiful home in the background. I thought, geez, the guy's still, <laughs> he's still somehow getting away with living a lavish lifestyle and not paying the Goldman's. Let me see. The 30 million. I think he's paid him like $82 or something like, <laughs> no I mean, kidding. it's really a tiny, tiny amount and he owes him 32 million. And he's never, he's almost not paid a penny to him. He's, I think they're pretty, I think they're resigned that they're just not going to get their money now. Uh, but it's interesting that it keeps popping up like this. So this story was published just a couple of days ago. It says it's unclear what Simpson's net worth is uh, with figures ranging from 250000 to $3 million. I'd say uh, that's closer to three million. Yeah, and the f- height of his fame, he was worth eighteen million. In today's <clears throat> oh yeah, money. yeah, yeah. I Meaning, made, he made good money. He was one of the, he might have been the highest paid player in the NFL when he was there, and then of course he got good money announcing, and he was an actor, so he he's made a lot of money. Boy, and he was worth every penny in Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't maybe the world's finest actor. Uh huh. Or the world's finest sportscaster. But he acted well when it counted, and that was in court. No kidding, man. What a performance when he tried that glove on. I want to get it on. I really do. I want to be able to shoot. I just can't make it fit my hands. Way too big. Way too big for this teeny, tiny, little petite glove. You know whose hand doesn't fit nicely on is Kato Kalins. Or some Mexican drug dealer. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Uh, you know. Or what was the name of the guy he blamed? His buddy? Oh, Said, oh you don't yeah. need to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> O.J. Simpson George, right? George. It was George. <laughs> you know whose hand is fit, Judge Eno? George. My friend George, who's George. just not here. But he, <laughs> but he killed him. And so I've been looking for him uh-huh. on every golf course. Yeah, because uh, George was a pro country. golfer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he loves golf. And uh, 
plays it in his spare time, plays it for a living. So I'm looking hard. I, I'm trying to find him. <laughs> he was in the, my favorite OJ movie was Capricorn One. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Where they fake the moon landing? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it's boy, a if, it's a good movie. It's really good. If anyone knows about fakery, <clears throat> and of course they did what you would have to do if you faked a moon landing. They killed all three astronauts. Oh, okay. they killed them because you, you eventually the they're Thanks. going. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, Appreciate that. If you haven't seen it in the last forty years, I've been busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came out I think in 1979. Mm. So yeah, you had an opportunity there to maybe check it out. Well, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> it's now stretching. It's from- still worth worth a, a view because it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe it doesn't hold up, but. Uh, yeah, you would have to kill the astronauts because you couldn't trust that they'd keep their mouths shut the whole time. Ground control and scientists. Yes, and anyone, everybody involved anyone, in the program. It, it, it was in you know the break room talking around the water cooler about I, it. I read I read a uh, an estimate one time where you would have to probably kill in order to keep this silent for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to kill about three hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, I mean, that's hard to do in a free country. I mean... That's hard. That would present some challenges. It would. Some logistical nightmares and trying to coordinate all of those murders mm. before anyone spoke out. But I uh, mean, that's that's a couple more than the Clintons have killed. <laughs> Not that many, but a few. Just north of that number. It's about 10 more than the Clintons have killed. <laughs> <laughs> I kid because I love Babe, and I mean that, man. Uh... Speaking of uh, trouble and violence, um, of course, there's always going to be violence when a team wins an NBA championship. There you go. Yep, I think it's a synonym. Mm-hmm. You, you must burn the city down uh, if your team wins the NBA championship. I don't know why, but that seems to be a rule. You need to overturn cars and set buildings on fire. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was there were two million people that showed up downtown in Toronto. Wow. Two million. Wow. You know what the population of Toronto itself is? 2.93 million. Wow. So two-thirds of the city showed up. The whole nation showed up. When's the last and, championship they had in that country? Uh, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-third of the metropolitan area, because I think it's 6 million metro-wide. Anyway, 2 million people show up, and there was a shooting. Four people got shot, which is amazing because uh, I didn't think you could get shot in Canada. There's no guns there. That's right. You can't use a gun. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. How did you get this gun? What happened there? <laughs> Come you, on. Because if you have a gun, it's got to be kept in the home of the owner. Uh-huh. And uh, so obviously this person left it, their home with it. Or maybe they're homeless. <clears throat> maybe they were at home. Maybe that's their home. But it also, at home, does it have to be locked and unloaded? It's got to be locked and unloaded at home. Okay. Canada's gun laws are stupid. So I, I don't know how this, how this is impossible. And they were in a gun-free zone. Did the killer not, or the shooter not know that? Don't you know you're in a gun-free zone? Seriously. You're committing a crime here. <laughs> Times four. Four what? people got shot. What are you doing? I mean, that's maybe, just... maybe you're not aware that uh, like three blocks ago you entered a gun-free zone. Mm-hmm. Or, or, silly. Or, or an international border like, ago. Oh, oh, I didn't, no, I didn't realize. Really? Let me just put this down. Then. My bad. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Carry on with your parade. I apologize. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, <clears throat> uh, last uh, championship for the nation of Canada, 1993. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
So it's been a while. It's been a little while. So yeah, it was time to burn down a town. And, and they <laughs> There's did. a lot of pent-up burning going on. <laughs> uh, but uh, they've never had an NBA championship. That's never been outside America, and it is now. Uh, and I'm kind of glad because I can't stand the Golden State Warriors. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, MasterCard is going to allow transgender people to use their chosen name on their credit and debit cards. So... The name that you use on your credit card can be different than your driver's license. Hmm. Okay, this is that seems out like of it hand. could lead to trouble. Uh, how ridiculous does this have to get before we finally say, you know what, this is too ridiculous? Uh, their chosen names. <laughs> this is an effort to combat discrimination at the cash register. That means that the name on the credit card again owned by a transgender person could be different than the one on their birth certificate or driver's license. Then how are you going to prevent fraud? Uh-huh. They'll just say, well, that, I have a different transgender name. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, no, no. Okay. That's me. No, that's me. Uh-huh. Your name that's me. Is... No, I'm Sylvia. Yeah, what? I'm identifying as Sylvia oh, right now. I'm sorry. Was it Was it the voice? Was it the voice? Are you? Are you? Are you? Um... Yeah, my name is Sylvia over there. Okay, you got a problem with that? <laughs> call me ma'am. Why would you call me sir over there? Huh? What if I? What if I smack you upside the head? Will you call me sir then? <laughs> <laughs> how? How can they allow this? It's it's madness. It's it's asinine. Throwing so, a Snickers in there as well. <laughs> It's up to the banks now that issue the cards to actually implement the change. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, so Master MasterCard has now called on these banks to do that. Three states, Tennessee, Kansas, Ohio, legally bar a transgender person from changing the sex listed on their birth certificate. Mm. Ah! Oh, the hate. All right, that's, that's the epicenters of hate right there. So those, those are hate states. Those are states that hate. Mm-hmm. Hate states. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing now. According to Out Leadership, that's an LGBTQQIA Sure, you don't have to tell us this, man. Yeah. Uh, they focus on the advocacy at the corporate level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you were curious. That's, that's their area of expertise. Uh, this can create confusion when a person uses one name to reflect their identity, but may have a different name legally. Uh, so ridiculous. A 2015 study showed that 32% of transgender people who had to show an ID with a name or gender that didn't match their presentation experienced harassment. Well, of course they did. As I would if I went in there with a card that was different than my name. <laughs> oh, God. So I need some ID, see some ID. Well, first of all, it's ma'am. Okay. Thank you. And yes. second of all, um, I'm me. And so you're just gonna that's gonna be good enough for you. <clears throat> it's a mad world, man. It is, because how do you how do you how do you prevent theft now? How do you how do you prevent somebody who claims to be transgendered from stealing your card and claiming a different name? Oh yeah, that name on on the on the card there, that's my <laughs> that's my transgender name. The name on my driver's license, that's my given name. I swear, if I'm in line behind this cat. It's gonna. It, I'm not gonna be happy. No way. Really, the line's backing up. 
I'm sorry, but I'm dealing with hate up here at the register. Y'all be patient. <laughs> Shut up. What is this, though, this last line of the story? You said that they've had to deal with uh, harassment, mm-hmm. were denied services, or were attacked? Seriously? The target cashier is going to be like, oh, that's it, man. I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face because that's not you on your card. Or were attacked. Come on. I can't. Uh, heaven help us. <laughs> and I do mean that literally. Uh, Tanya and Glenn started realestateagentsitrust.com because they were really frustrated every time they tried to sell or buy a home. There was a lot of times no return phone calls, no real marketing. Um, in fact, this is interesting. My son-in-law was just trying to get a hold of a realtor for a business transaction he's trying to make. And he has called this particular realtor in the area three times, left messages, and has not received a return phone call. Mm. In fact, he, he made the comment, I'm going to get into real estate uh, and just return phone calls. And I'll I'll be successful, more successful than this person. Wow, I've dropped a real estate agent for two non-return calls. Really? Yep. So I'm there, yeah. man. So you don't want to have to worry about that. That's that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Uh, Glenn's team vets these people really well. And they're successful because they return phone calls. And they know the market. And they, they've been doing this for a long time. And they've got a track record of success. Plus, they're fans of the show. So you've got, you know, common principles and values. So get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're relocating to a new area, you're going to need an agent on both ends to sell and then to buy in the new uh, location. So if you go to realestateagentsitrust.com, we'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze. Triple A nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Just to muck and fudge tweets. I choose Warren Fat Piece of Crab Buffett to be put on my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good choice. I love it. I uh, got this from uh, Jeffy's eighteen. Uh, God help Buffalo if the Bills ever, if the Sabers ever. Ah, crap. No need to worry about Buffalo being burned to the ground. (laughs) Man, that was four years in a row, too, where they were so tantalizingly close to a Super Bowl victory. They were never Ah. as close as the first time, man. Yeah. What, 2019, the first time against Uh, the Giants? Was that the first one? 2019, yeah, Yeah. because he missed, uh, Mm -hmm. Steve Christie missed that field goal wide wide right. right. Just barely. The Steve 42 tweets, uh, we need to educate criminals. Um, so that they can read the gun-free zone, uh, gun-free zone signs. Mm-hmm. We need to educate. Let's try, let try to take let's two. Let's try right, take two. We need stuff. to educate criminals so they can read the gun-free zone signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good that's one funny. right there, that's Steve good. Forty-Two. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you how important the delivery is uh, on those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Being able to read. Reading is fundamental. That's kind of uh, ironic that. That, that you stumbled over that particular tweet. Sure is. Sure is. <laughs> uh, Occam's Electric Razor tweets, uh, can Pat please conduct the entire interview with Gregory Wrightstone using Al Gore's voice? It would be great. <laughs> well, Gregory Wrightstone is a climate denier. Now, that's similar to... to being to being uh, able to believe that the Earth is flat, 
That demeans him a little bit, but that's okay because he's too stupid to know he's being demeaned. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait to talk to him because we've got a lot, a lot of going on. things that have happened since the last time we talked to yeah, him. Yeah, because the million species going away thing. That's tragic because we only had five minutes to save him. And so that I know. And it's now it's over. That passed. So Shoot. if only we could have talked to him sooner. Dang darn it. Ah, <laughs> dang it. Yeah, goodbye to the cave-dwelling Paiute trout, right, I guess. Right, Ah, dang it. And the speckled oat rat? That stinks. No, not the yeah. not the speckled oat rat. Yeah. Don't say that. Ah, so. oh, darn it. Bye-bye. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm sure it's plenty I mean, of I can't spend all day yeah. lamenting, right? Right. Hey, I love how uh, Taylor Swift is all of a sudden just a big-time gay activist and just such an ally of of LGBTQQIA2 plus people. She just loves them now. Got a new passion, okay. Where have you been, uh, Taylor? All of a sudden now, everything's, I don't like Trump, and I do love homosexuals, and, and yeah, I believe in a woman's right to choose, and the climate is killing us and all of this stuff she's she's got a new uh song called you need to calm down and that was released last week to mark pride month and uh i guess she positively references gay activist organizations like glad the song additionally strikes at anti-lgbtq sentiment with the lines control your urges to scream about all the people you hate because shade never made anybody less gay. Ooh, that sounds... Uh, that's powerful. Well, it sounds that's, good. That's powerful. And it's called Calm Down? Yeah, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Yeah. I think she should go back uh, to bitching about uh, John Mayer and uh, oh, yeah. all the guys that have dumped her or whatever. Huh. Sad. Yeah, it's tragic. Exclamation point. Oh, it's sad. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like a, you just turned it into a Trump yeah, tweet. Yeah, didn't yes, you? it was a Trump tweet. Sad. Sad. <laughs> uh, she's been <clears throat> the subject now of social media ire a little bit because all of a sudden, again, it's all of a sudden. Now she's jumping on the bandwagons. Uh, <clears throat> somebody tweeted, for instance, Taylor Swift has never been all loud for the LGBTQQIA2 community before. And now suddenly she's doing this. Another celebrity jumping on the queer bandwagon trying to capitalize off it. Mm. Nice. Good. I'm glad they're not being uh, taken in by this. Another added, Swift jumped on the bandwagon of commercializing pride only when it was safe to do so. Where was she five years ago? Ten. No Taylor Swift fan. No Taylor Swift fans own an album by an LGBTQ artist or even knows what Glad is. Well, that's probably not far from true. Others accused her of trying to make a corporate cash grab, like a lot of the brands who use pride themed promotions. I see Taylor Swift is trying to get that corporate pride campaign money. And then another Taylor Swift's new single is the corporate rainbow logo of the music world. <laughs> okay. uh, that's great that they're not being taken in by this because I, I just all of a sudden. You know, she's been quiet all this time, not trying to offend anybody. Now it's perfectly fine to slap everybody in the face. Yeah, she's made her millions. Now she can. Yep. Yeah. Now she can pretend to be uh, a 
social justice activist, a social justice warrior. SJW, good for you, Taylor. 888-900-3393. If you're in pain, you know what? It's probably caused by inflammation. And maybe you've tried all kinds of things. And and maybe you've tried maybe a little too much of ibuprofen or uh, acetaminophen or any of those things that can damage your kidneys and liver. You might try instead something that's 100% drug-free. It's natural. It was created by doctors. And Relief Factor has a three-week quick start that's only $19.95. You give it a try for three weeks. Take the pills morning, uh, noon, and night. And it just reduces the inflammation that you feel and thus helps relieve that pain. Get your life back. If you order the three-week quick start and it doesn't work, just discontinue because it's not going to work for you. If it does work, you'll be like 70% of the others who uh, order it and then order more. If you want a drug-free natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, go to relieffactor.com right now. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, because we lead with our mistakes, mm-hmm. let me read this tweet from Sweet Pea Pathead Fathead. Uh, Charlie is the one who killed OJ's gal and her boyfriend, not George. Come on, Pat. Pat. <laughs> Thank you for the chastisement there. You're right. It wasn't George. It was Charlie. And our apologies to um, OJ's imaginary friend named George. Yeah, sorry, George. We didn't mean to accuse you of... <laughs> Of killing Nicole and her friend. It's Charlie who did ah, that. dang it. Mm-hmm. It's Charlie who's the golfer, not George. George likes tennis, mostly table tennis. So uh, it's hard to find George anywhere because usually table tennis is just in people's basements. Wait, that's why I couldn't you know? find him. He was imaginary. Right, yeah. Just yeah. figure that Shh, out. Doggone it. All right. Well, consider us chastised mm-hmm. and corrected. Uh, Oh, I love this from Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of California, if you're not familiar. He's concerned that uh, the Republican Party in the United States of America is headed for the dustbin of history. I appreciate, isn't it wonderful that Gavin Newsom is so concerned about how the Republican Party is is going to survive in the future? I really appreciate his concern. You know he only wants the best for Republicans. You know that. Yeah. So surely we should listen to him. I love this. He he says that America in 2019 is California in the 1990s. This is why the California Republicans went away, because they were xenophobic. Okay. There was nativism. Alrighty. And the fear of the other. There was scapegoating, talking down or past people. And the hysteria. Are you kidding me? Talking down to people? The Democrats have that down to a science. Calling Republicans unsophisticated, stupid, racist. And you talk about hysteria. Is there anything or anyone more hysterical than the climate change bullies Mm. with their bull crap? (laughs) Nobody more... Hysterical, then the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't do drastic changes that cost $100 trillion. 
I love how they're all worried about the Republicans who are so radical and so this and so that when their own party has gone communist. <laughs> Why don't you fix your own house and let Republicans worry about theirs? Wow. Jeez, that drives me out of my mind. Of course, almost every story does that's, these days. Yeah, that's where nothing, we're at. Yeah. Nothing new. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. <laughs> uh, Tyler in Missouri sent this uh, to us. Something about uh, yeah. something that's about to become law in his state. <laughs> this is interesting. This is kind of fun. <laughs> the Show Me State is set to become the first in the country to fully legalize funeral ceremonies, previously reserved for Vikings, and <laughs> some Native American tribes, uh-huh. and, and of course Jedi Knights. Uh, Jedi Knights were burned, if you remember. Uh, who could forget Qui Gon Jinn's funeral? Remember this? Look at this. Sad. Oh, wow. He's in that fire right now. Oh, boy. Quite gone. Dead. Burning up there. Time for some s'mores. Uh, and everybody looking on. Oh, you can see him right there in, mm. in the midst of the flame. Oh, and then our favorite. Oh. Our favorite. Jar Jar ruins Jar Jar everything. Jar Jar Just like being. What will happen to me now? <laughs> Council have granted me permission to train. What will happen to me now? You will be a Jedi. I promise. You'll regret that. Okay, I'm going to think about that right now. Um, in my bad acting way. Because um, I am probably the worst kid actor right. uh, that's ever been involved in a major motion picture that anybody's ever seen. <laughs> what will happen to me now? What uh, will happen to me now? I'm already washed up and the scene isn't even done shooting. <laughs> this is the only movie I'll ever do. Because I'm maybe the worst actor ever hired. Yep. Uh, people are going to make fun of me for the next 20 years. And beyond. I'm going to have to drop out of society completely. <laughs> Actually, he was none too happy about it. No. We saw an interview with him. What, it was this 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Or more? Yep. Or 15. And he's, he's, he's tired of it. I don't blame him. He's done hearing about it. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's done with the, uh, yeah, you're a really bad actor, kid. So uh, I think he's tired of hearing it. I wonder what what was his name anyway? Uh, uh, Bob, Bob. Bob the terrible. Bob actor. Charlie George. Yeah, Bob the terrible kid actor. I think it was. I want to see what else he did after that, though. Seriously. Oh, I don't think he did. Did his he name, do his anything? name? Uh, I don't know. Man, I know well, he, pay, he played the child. Oh, is it Hayden Christen, Christensen? No, 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 no. no. Not, not Jake Lloyd. He was uh, Jake Lloyd. Thank you. Okay. Yep, so, Jake yeah, Lloyd. Oh, Hayden his Christensen, name. the guy. Okay, I know who he is. So go to his IDB page, IDMB or whatever it is, and uh, let's see if we can find any other movie he ever did. Because my guess is no, he was never <laughs> featured in another mo- motion picture. Okay, he was in Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. As what? I don't know. Uh, was he one of Arnold's kids? Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Then, Jingle all the way. Yeah, that's everything else was on TV. Boy, there's look at that. I've never seen. Look at this. All these movies here. Yeah. Most of them, 80% of them are Star Wars related. Oh, wow. And then the rest and of these are probably TV. probably a voice in them. Yeah, they're TV and Jingle all the way. All right. <laughs> Not wow. surprising, I go. suppose. Because <laughs> he was awful. <laughs> And Jingle Bless All the Way must have been where he got discovered for the Star Wars stuff, because that was before. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. 96 for Jingle All the Way. It's and just then... one of those many great decisions by George Lucas after the first three, because, uh, man, he didn't get a thing right after that, did he? Mm-mm. He just, he just, he he got everything wrong. 
<laughs> it's kind of like Radiohead. You know, their first three albums, just incredible. I was just going to say that. works of art. Right. And then this off the rails. Yeah. So, uh, so um, yeah. Radiohead and, uh, mm-hmm. and George, George Lucas. Lucas, one in the same. Right. Um, you know, most people call dodgeball a harmless playground activity, but a team of Canadian researchers is arguing the game is a tool of oppression that can unfairly target students perceived as weaker individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's called life, man. Uh, the group presented their argument yesterday at a conference organized by the Canadian Society for the Study of Education in Vancouver. I usually don't miss their meetings, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but I, I couldn't be there yesterday because well, I, w- I was here. Shoot. Um, they claim dodgeball, which requires players to eliminate their opponents by hitting them with rubber balls. Yep. Usually below the waist, though, right? You can't hit them in the head. Yeah, you can't hit them in the head. I mean, and that would never accidentally happen either. Here's what it does, though, Keith. It teaches students to dehumanize each other and creates unsafe conditions in schools. <laughs> Dodgeball is the only game where the human is the target. No other game focuses on it. It's tantamount to legalized b- bullying. Okay, whatever. And we've seen that. Did we not see that in the documentary? Oh. <gasps> Dodgeball. Oh, did we? Yeah. You can dodge a wrench. Uh-huh. You can dodge a ball. What? What? <laughs> see? That's what we're talking about. Oh, right I got to see this movie. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a you ball. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> Loved dodgeball when I was a kid, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's where you. <clears throat> that's where the hierarchy of your school is developed right there. In dodgeball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about the book, uh, Sons of Liberty. This is a great book. Um, there's It's by Kenton Long, K-E-N-T-O-N, Kenton Long. And it starts out with a clause that's hidden in the ashes of the Constitution. It's a little-known clause in Article 5, standing at the crossroads oh. between the ruin and restoration of so America. Cool. I love history like this, especially awesome. when it's wrapped up in a novel. Yeah, because it just, you know, there's a lot of truth in it, mm-hmm. and it just makes it really interesting Yes, uh, to, to, see, to follow along with a story like this and learn at the same time. And you can totally see this happening, too. And we are actually trying to get the Convention of States going. Mm-hmm. And in the book, a Convention of States threatens to derail Washington's corrupt elite. It's like it's doing in real life. But the political class, of course, wants to maintain the status quo, and they use a civilian force to neutralize the threat of a convention. So America's last best hope is in the hands of a part-time blogger, Prodigal Sons of Liberty, and the Patriot Underground. Now, this all revolves around a hero, Lance Singleton, reluctant hero. He finds his faith and friends extend way beyond his keyboard. Because, again, he's a, he's a blogger, for one thing. From Texas to Arizona, from Capitol Hill to the Rockies, Lance Singleton learns the road to individual freedom was paved with blood. The blood of the Sons of Liberty. Um, now, Canton is a former liberal who found his way uh, by learning about the Founding Fathers. Found his way back to, you know, good thinking, mm-hmm. right thinking, reasonable thinking, logical thinking. So... What's great about him is he knows what he believes and he knows why he believes it. Because he had to come a long way to get there. Prodigal Sons of Liberty. It's a modern day thriller by Kenton Long. Available now at KentonLong.com. K-E-N-T-O-N dot Long. 
Kentonlong.com, KentonLong.com, and at Amazon Books. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, uh, we got our friend uh, Gregory Wrightstone on the line with us again. He is the author, of course, of Inconvenient Facts. His uh, app was, for a time, taken down by Apple, and I think it's restored. Right, Greg? Yeah, it is. Yeah, good. came up about three weeks ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, we've had so many developments since the last time we talked to you. We wanted to get your thoughts on... Uh, well, for instance, Pope Francis on global warming. Pope Francis tells us that time is running out. Um, how about it? Is time running out? We got, like, according to AOC, 12 years. Yeah, he's got it completely wrong. Now, we've been, if we look back through history, man, all we see is our improvements. We're in probably the best time in 2019 that, we've, that the Earth has ever experienced and humanity's ever experienced. We look in our rearview mirror. And we see nothing but improvements year after year after year, cleaner water, cleaner air. And these guys, mm-hmm. like the Pope, look forward and see nothing but doom and despair. And uh, what they're using are these failed climate models that overpredict warming. And as we've talked before, you know I'm a big proponent of looking at back at, at the other warming periods and relating that to history. Yeah. And, man, just all the other warming periods, humanity thrived and the Earth's ecosystems prospered. So, yeah, he's got it just wrong. And his policies actually will harm i just have a commentary i just published yesterday on on the pope and his policies about how actually his policies will harm the people he's trying to help he wants wow. to help the poor yeah. what he's going to do is, is raise energy costs and costs on everything for everybody which disproportionately hurts the poorest yeah didn't he just come out with uh, favoring a carbon tax he did yeah and the yeah this is the again this is a regressive taxation scheme, and by that I mean the poorest pay the highest percentage of their income right. for energy costs. Yeah. So it's, it disproportionately hurts the, the poorest among us. Plus, he wants to get us off of fossil fuels. There are approximately 1.6 million people around the world that die an early death because they're inhaling, they're, they're burning things like dung and wood in mm. their homes to cook over and to heat. and. Mm. So what he's saying, we need to get rid of fossil fuels, things like natural gas, that would save all these millions of people from an early death from emphysema and lung cancer and things like that. If we can displace burning dung, and there are, again, millions of people around the, year, around the earth that still do that. What, what, are your thoughts uh, yeah. on, what are your thoughts on nuclear energy? Having just watched the HBO series uh, <laughs> Chernobyl, Chernobyl, yeah, we just finished that last night. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm told it can be done safely, and I yeah. guess it can. I'm, I, I'm no expert on it, but you know, it, and I mean, it, if it can be done safely, it's a, it'll be a wonderful form of energy. And if it, yeah, if it, it can compete, if it can compete uh, economically with natural gas without huge subsidies. Uh, I'd be in favor of it, but again, we just finished up Chernobyl last night. <laughs> yes. yeah, uh, Bad timing on that question. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was Chernobyl, I think, that kind of threw a monkey wrench into the plans of the nuclear energy advocates, because that scared the crap out of everybody. But, you know, it happened in the Soviet Union, and they didn't take the necessary precautions they should have taken, like, I don't know, having a containment chamber for if an accident does happen with the core, uh, and they learned a a uh, hard lesson there, but now all of those are protected, and uh, it's a little bit safer. But anyway, yeah, that probably right. killed the well, momentum. 
As, as a personal note, I grew up in the shadow of Three Mile Island. I was a young mm-hmm. pup at the time, mm-hmm. and I remember the wind was blowing from Three Mile Island toward our place. My mother, her arm had a rash on it that day, and we always talked about that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that was a direct relationship, but it was an odd coincidence. Yeah. And so, you know, we had, we had Three Mile Island here that about went. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm... I'm no expert on nuclear. I'm the, I'm the wrong guy to ask, but if it can be done safely for sure, mm-hmm. then I'd say heck yeah. But yeah. natural gas is, uh, we've got huge, huge reserves of natural gas in the United States, and we're developing more and more and more every day thanks to uh, horizontal drilling and fracking. There's a new study out uh, by the Intergovernmental science policy platform on biodiversity and ecosystem services i mean that if it takes you that long to say the name of the agency it needs to go away um but they said that very soon one million new species or not new species but one million species will go extinct because of global warming uh what are your thoughts on that yeah i blew that out uh this it's going on about a month ago that i exposed their lies uh, I took the exact same data that they used. They, have a, they had one chart they captured. They lumped everything by century. Well, I took the same data, broke it up by decades, and found that what actually uh, there's a, a, an extinct species extinctions are declining and significantly. To get to wow. one million species, they're going to say one million species go extinct over the next several decades. Well, that means that 25,000 to 30,000 species are going to go extinct each year. You know what mm-hmm. the average has been for the last 40 years? No. It's been two. <laughs> not 2,000, not 200, <laughs> two per year. And they're uh, saying we're going to get to 30,000 a year. Uh, it's just not happening, and it's declining. In fact, the last 10 years of data, there were only four species from 2000 to 2009 that went extinct. According, This is according to the uh, what's called the red list, which is what they used. Um, they... they and in addition, they claimed uh, that there were 8 million species, where actually today we've only identified a million and a half species. So they're mm. claiming hundreds of thousands of species to go extinct that haven't even been identified yet. <laughs> now, these guys are, these, these, this is all part of this, uh, their attempt to sow fear and alarm among, among the population. And we're, yeah. we're I mean, why in the world would we want to get the Green New Deal that would punish everybody, that would raise everybody's costs, that would restrict our freedoms? I mean, there part parts of this is they want to restrict private transportation. You know, yes. No more, no more trips to Home Depot for you, and you know you can't be doing that. Nope, nope. And that's what they want. So these things like this will restrict our freedoms raise costs for just about everything. And again, things like this are a regressive taxation scheme that hurt, hurt the poorest the most. We're talking to Gregory Wrightstone, uh, author of Inconvenient Facts. Um, Greg, what do you, what do you say to, um, to the climate alarmists who continually speak of the loss of ice around the planet, and especially in the Arctic? Is it, is it accurate to say that we've lost half the ice uh, in the last... To fifty years? No, no, not at all. Uh, I can't. I, I can't. I'm not going to tell you what the extent of, of that is. Uh, the northern polar ice sheet has been declining. We've seen some recovery lately. Uh, we're in a warming trend. I've got. It, it, this is all. You could melt the entire northern polar ice cap, uh, Pat, and you would not raise sea level one bit. Uh, and that's because it's mm-hmm. it's ice floating on water. The only way to raise sea level is to melt ice 
on that's on land, glaciers, Antarctica, Greenland, and, and the like. Um, there's a little bit of modest increase in sea level as that warms up, the oceans warm up. Uh, so we've seen what we've seen is those glaciers have started receding in the mid 1800s, and we're at about the same rate today as we were back in the late 1800s. So it hasn't increased. The rate of acceleration of sea levels not increased. It is it is it is rising, but. Since 1850, the rise in sea level is around a foot. So 12 inches, some people say 8 inches. Well, think about that. So we've got, it's about 7 tenths of an inch per year. Well, come on, man. That's, mm. you know, that's, that's, you can imagine what a foot is. Mm-hmm. And that's how much we've raised in the last, since 1850. Well, last 150 years. It's not much. They do an incredible job, though, especially, I think, with the youth, in in alarming them and if you watch Netflix, if you just go to Netflix's uh, um, like popular on Netflix category yeah. or trending now on Netflix, you see all of these uh, Earth specials narrated by uh, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. And right. wow, do they harp on climate change in those? It's killing all the animals. It's uh, it's changing their habits. They're being forced into drowning and dying and starving. Um, how do you how do you combat that hysteria? Well, we just have to keep. It, you, you raise a great point. They control the media. Um, how do we how do we get the the same word out about actually the Trump economy doing well when they control the media? Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same problem we have with climate change. Uh, we have to keep getting it out there and uh, uh, getting the word out. The problem is climate change is a complex subject that's, that touches so many different disciplines. Uh, and I've found that if I can jump straight ahead here to the app situation, I've, I've found that our app that we have out is such a powerful tool to talk with people, uh, to present science and fact-based information to, as we're discussing this with other people. And I, I use it a lot. And uh, I was just in, down in D.C. I spoke to almost 200 college students last week, uh, and they, they really gravitated to this app, more so kids have gotten away from reading books, really. Yeah. They, they like apps, and that's been, been very powerful and effective. Um, in fact, I just did it this weekend uh, there was a guy selling green energy. He wanted windmill energy. And I, I showed him some things we talked. He actually downloaded the app, and he says, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to go learn more. And uh, you know, he's a green energy guy selling electric. So what becomes of uh, the fear-mongering people like AOC and their doomsday predictions uh, that just 12 years from now, um, you know, the country is going to suffer greatly through catastrophic climate change if we don't act now? What are, what are the facts? You just I guess you just go to your app and and uh, combat them that way. Well, well I, 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 a couple of things. There are a couple of key things here. Is we need to, what what the alarmists will tell you that the temperature rise and the temperatures we have today are unusual and unprecedented. And as a geologist, I look back through time and I look over th- these warming and cooling trends uh, take place over many hundreds of years. Uh, what they're telling you that the warming is unusual and unprecedented. They would be right. If, the, if your length of record only goes back to the first satellite that was launched in 1979, or if you go back to the beginning of the temperature thermometer record in 1850, we have been slightly warming since that time. But 
you take it back to the last warming period, and we find uh, that would be the medieval warming period uh, that ended in the 13th century. Uh, we find that actually those temperatures were much warmer than we have today. And for crying out loud, uh, during the Roman warm period, the, the Romans were growing citrus fruit in England as far north as Hadrian's Wall. They were growing, in the previous period, they were growing a, a wow. crop called millet, which is only grown in tropical and subtropical uh, areas today. They were growing that in Scandinavia. And so we, we look at historical things like that. I wow. love the history going back and researching these things. Because that gives you an idea. When you hear yeah. stuff like that, that, yeah. that really, because you can get twisted off on ice core temperature data records that could be misused. But if we, if we look at that, you know, historical record showing how warm it was in the past, um, we just need to look to Greenland where the, where the, uh, the Vikings had populated that for several hundred years until the, the temperatures really started dropping them and drove them out. Uh, we're finally starting to warm up a little bit. So what, what, like what time frame would that have been where they were growing citrus in England? Uh, that would have been the Roman warm period. That would have been uh, the time of Christ around okay. like minus 100 B.C. to a couple hundred uh, A.D. I'm not sure. When and that would have been AD much, before. much warmer than today. So to call it unprecedented is just, I mean, that's oh, yeah. silly, <laughs> silly. It is. And that's, right. that's the power of these historical records to use that. And actually, that's, that's going to be the strength of my, my next book that I'm, I'm preparing now. Uh, will be tying back those those historical records. Everybody, when you say they're growing citrus in the north of England, <laughs> I mean, everybody, you don't have to be a degreed scientist right. to know. Pretty compelling. Go, huh, uh, thanks about- a lot, Gregory. Appreciate it. The book is Inconvenient Facts. Go get the app, too. Available now on Apple. 